Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back to discuss the last two episodes in the mini-series Kiri National Treasure. This was a very interesting ending with a lot of ambiguous open-ended type of themes going on. And it doesn't leave you with any real conclusion, which I'm perfectly fine with because it isn't for the show to answer. It's presenting a lot of variables, a lot of political maneuvering and how people can get very much caught up in things that are far, far more politicized than than the people themselves. And it, it all starts with a a rule breaker. Um, who at some point probably was really good at her job, but through, through time, she became numb and it probably started and began after the loss of her own child, which was heartbreaking to hear. However, she clearly made a lot of bad calls and that coming back to to haunt a situation that ended up becoming far more I thought it was fascinating drama it's probably one of the more successful shows I've watched from the BBC or Channel 4 Uh, it looks like it did average 2.1 million viewers when it came out with a uh, 18.7% audience share. The reception, it was well received by television critics. It did attract some criticism for social workers or from some social workers who perceived the program as having a negative portrayal, portrayal of their profession and said that an incompetent rule breaker such as Miriam would not have kept her job for as long as she did. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think that it depends on where you live. Depends on the the budget for that type of... And I have a friend who works in this. Uh, so I'm, I'm not talking out of my asshole here. Uh... I do think it is about who you are, um, but more importantly, what is uh, the economical status of where you live? Because that is what's going to drive the caseload, which is going to drive the competency or the more like the scrutiny is what I would like to say of the social worker field. And I really wonder how many people actually came out and said, oh, this is a negative portrayal, because I don't even think it's a negative portrayal. It's more of a woman who was really good at a job, probably still is very good at her job. And probably a good person, but it does take an emotional toll. And that emotional toll, unfortunately, compromised her decision making. When nine out of 10 times, she would have been fine. I think that was the whole point. 
Uh, so it was, it, I don't think it was being very derisive of her. Derisive? Deri- uh, that's not the word. Derisive? Uh, yeah, I can't say that word. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't say it right now. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think that that was the case at all. Um, I'm not going to go scene by scene. I'm pretty much going to give my overall review more than a recap. I did write down a few notes because I watched this last week, but I just didn't have any time to record. So here we are. Let's start with Simon. uh, Because it's better if we go through the characters. Simon, I thought Simon was the one that did it. That he had killed Carrie. He's spoiled. He's bratty. And then after his performance in the third episode, I don't think anyone would be before the father even said anything unreasonable to suspect simon number one suspect he's an unlikable character even towards the end i don't care that he's a kid and he feels like his parents are together just because they're for him that's a whole bunch of i'm sorry but very Uh, I don't want to take away from anyone's pain to say it's not difficult that, that, that you can't grow up feeling a certain way, but it in comparison, and unfortunately in life, that's exactly what you do. You have to put your life and the things that you're going through in perspective. And it's much harder being a teenager. And I gave him room for that, but how he treated his mother after finding out she had an affair Going in the shower starts talking about fingering some girl. Oh, I'm not going to get into the details. As if to say, oh, I'm disgusted and I had to see what you did. No, you showed up and you knew that he went and had it. She must have had an affair with someone because she went upstairs, didn't come back down until like three hours later and then went home and showered. Okay, so that feeling and then how you reacted was completely psychopathic. (laughs) and it bothered the hell out of me and she already seems rather you know there's a weirdness going on between them where he seems to really want his mother's attention he hates his father I'm not even sure why other than his mother does and she very obviously hates him sometimes she's a little bit more but it turns out they're in a bad marriage. So what? People are in bad marriages. I watched my parents go through one for 18 years and they're still fucking married. People go through stuff when they're kids. But that, your re- your reaction, if that was my kid, oh my God. Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. Woo! Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up in here. But it also crossed way to me. Like, I'm naked, and you're like, oh no, can we talk about this? And she had no authority in that situation. Can we please talk about this? I would be like, if you don't get the fuck out of here, I'm going to pick something up and I'm going to strangle you with it. And unless you want my cooch all over your face as I strangle your life out, I suggest you get the hell up out of here. And then he took the towel off of her and said, oh, I thought that would be funny. Oh, please, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. What part of that was funny? 
And then she kept trying to reach out to him and he kept leaving. And he's like, well, the press could have found out. So were you more, were you trying to protect her? And if you were trying to protect her, I think you could have confronted her in a different type of manner. And it turns out that her husband had an affair too, which she tells D.I. Mercer later, which we'll get to. But he's so desperate for her devotion. So very desperate for her devotion. But it is in an off-putting manner and it doesn't feel as if it's a healthy mother-son relationship. I wanted to make Alice the villain and I could not make Alice the villain. (laughs) Simon became more of the villain than even the murderer because he was just too much. He was entirely too much for me to handle and you're trying to tell me that's normal child behavior it's not it's not that's lack of control that's you didn't handle that shit when he was young enough to learn and if he's skipping school you need to do a little bit more than oh i understand and that was before there was even the event of his dead foster sister you know the rules and so do i Furthermore, he allows his mother to lie for him. Well, not really lie for him. He has no alibi when she finds, because she directly asks, like, look, why was her shirt in your trash bin? And he's like, because she put it there and I forgot. And then where were you? Because I know that you were not at school. That was a lie. You need to tell me where you were. And then he acted like, oh, you shouldn't ask me these questions. Shut up. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Either you talk to me or you talk to the police. Which would you prefer? That I ask you this or that I actually throw you underneath the bus and toss you to the police officers? Like, nah, you wasn't at school. Ugh. Wanted to backhand him in that seat, man. (laughs) Then he finds out that his father lied. Waits until his mom leaves. She falsely accuses saying that she saw Nate's vehicle and no one knows that she followed. Well, Miriam knows that she followed her, but she didn't know that she stayed and saw Nate's car and saw Nate in the car, but did not do anything because she didn't recognize him. And I know we're talking about Alice as well, but we're going to get into her very shortly. So it's flowing together but she gives the sighting of his vehicle setting him up for the murder of his daughter well it's up for they didn't go to trial that's a huge thing too that was not mentioned because you can say a lot it's what it's about what you can prove um (laughs) and i'm not sure that you could put alice on the stand and not immediately get rid of that type of circumstantial evidence especially based on the person who happened to make that identification. I'm not a lawyer, but if I were a lawyer, I think I would be able to destroy and get that eyewitness testimony thrown out. However, he's left with the, now that he gets his father to admit that he's the one that did it, saying, you know, I did love Kiri and we saw a little flashback where he's fond of her like they're like she wake the mom wakes up and 
the kids are playing and they're watching TV and they're all hiding. And he did seem to really care. And you had saw the banter between the two about Carrie as his foster sister. It's like, I love my mom and I love my foster sister. I just hate my dad. And I still don't know why you hate your dad so much other than what he did. There was nothing leading up to why I can't stand this man other than I don't like him. And well, that's fair and not don't have to like your parents <laughs> but I do think it was excessive and not fully fleshed out so we're left at the end with him basically contemplating if he's gonna allow because now his mother genuinely thinks that he killed Carrie but she's committed to protecting him and so he allows for that to happen but It could not just be, hey, I want mom's devotion. If the spotlight is now turned on them due to all of the uh, catering of the media in the first place, then the image of their family is destroyed. And that's the price I think I was getting out of the context of exploiting yourself to the media like that. You become their fodder. Everything and anything that you've ever done becomes scrutinized and judged not only by them but the public so he doesn't want people finding out who his family really is i have a shitty dad yes i can it means freeing myself and freeing me and my mother from this situation that we don't love to be in with a man that clearly is a monster and a killer but on the other hand uh, we're gonna look like the ones that desperately try to get this black little girl into our home to fix our own problems i can definitely see how they would become the villains in the story and he already said i can't deal with the fact that your affair would be all over the media and i'm like what? what okay i suppose that's fair but geez geez how is it supposed to be it's supposed to be 17 (laughs) maybe i'm just he's supposed to be 17 i don't care if you're living in my damn house i do not care you do not talk to me like that Uh, that that leads us to alice alice is in a loveless marriage she visibly can't stand like when he when he revealed himself in the little fort over there like oh are we watching cartoons she looked over at him in disgust you don't have any friends nobody likes you It turns out she's having an affair, has had one for quite a while. She admits to her lover that she did see Nate's car. Didn't recognize him though, not at all. And she feels regret for the rest of her life, she tells Miriam, for not listening to her instincts, for not, um, for not really, you know, stopping that moment, just going in there, taking her out, and uh and and walk it away not allowing what miriam has allowed to do i thought she had a really great moment when she confronted miriam because of course simon decides to go over to miriam's house and then miriam had the audacity to be like oh well i don't want to tell you how to raise your son but i think that maybe you should uh pay more attention to what his needs are you know, with all the media appearance and all the shit that you're doing. Oh, hell no. 
And I thought this was a little bit of an insight because Miriam really said what she said, how she truly felt about people like Alice. And Alice was hurt by that. Like, okay, hold on. First and foremost, my son came here to do the maximum damage to me because I raised him and he's a fucking psychopath and I know exactly what he wants. It's my love. And then when he doesn't get it, it's to hurt me. All right. You are looking from the outside in. You're not inside. And as far as he's been concerned, he's not been a problem. He ain't been in your system. So don't worry about it. Mind your business. But secondly, and I think this is the best part. If you got something to say to me, say it to my face. Like your ass did not go out and drag her and her family for filth in front of the cameras just yesterday and only regretted it when someone real, uh, when you realized somebody outed you as an alcoholic. So I like the moment where she said, look, and she was dead honest. You may not remember it, but I remember it clearly. You said those words to us. I didn't tell any lies. You pressured me into doing it. And you may have thought it was a good idea. You had your reasons. Maybe you thought it was best for culturally. And I believe that you wanted that more for Kiri than you wanted yourself. So you didn't do it out of a selfish reason. You did it to be selfless. However, I was scared. I had doubts you I trusted and I listened to you because you told me this was what I needed to do and considering what Lucy tells her later that bully 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 badger 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 until they tell you what you want this actually isn't the best method to handle people and how she handled Alice to get this moment to come up to pass and rather she thinks whatever about her she loved Carrie she cared for Carrie she wanted to adopt Carrie and she never wanted her to go there and she has to live with that decision but you you have to know that you made the wrong call by badgering me for something I didn't want to do and then you think like I think I did the right thing you're supposed to know and that's the difference between me and you. You're the one with the authority. You're the one with the power. You're the decision maker. And you're the one who knows the system. And you're supposed to be a guidance for me. And you decided that you thought what was best versus what was best. And even you yourself, Miriam, question like the if you if you are in a situation and you take a moment and you go, is this the right thing to do? No, you've made the wrong call. I'm not saying we don't all question ourselves here and there, but especially if it's something involving someone else with too many variables, you yourself cannot account for. And that's the whole thing with Miriam. Like she, she made a bad call based on her compromised state of mind we saw in the first episode that she was drinking in the morning with coffee I'm glad that they reinforced the idea that I wasn't crazy and that she was kind of a shitty co-worker right she didn't make things easy for her she was a I've been doing this long enough I know what I'm doing don't question what I'm doing and if you're gonna ask me for help like she did to Lucy either take my advice or don't there's no discussion Simply put, she lost her way. And I think it's fair. 
is it unfair that she is held solely responsible well who else could you blame i mean i don't i don't think that miriam got a bad deal you felt sorry for her because she was doing it for positive reasons something i think even as an african-american or non-african-american you can see alice herself even acknowledges that she's like i'm never gonna forgive you for violating my trust you took advantage of that trust size like oh she gets very articulate when she's angry (laughs) Uh, then right when she is confronted about an incident where she slapped a student after her and her husband got into it about an affair uh, that she got caught in apparently not the first and he's been caught in an affair too she admits look the student they didn't press charges or they didn't pursue it because they they paid the chick off what do you want me to say i'm i'm not here to be judged all i want to and she even says i don't want to lie to the press because the truth matters and the truth is what's going to get justice for carrie and yet she lies to subvert that truth choosing her biological child over the one who died i think that's an easy way and sure i'm that's how it can easily be turned but also you've lost one child why would you want to sacrifice your other even if it means justice for your other beloved that's a hard choice for any mother to make one child over the other to technically you're really not supposed to choose one child over the other even though she's made these comments in the media i think she's done it uh, now that we we settled on this character a little bit more and I understand her a little bit more, I think she's trying to put on a facade of being worthy enough to have loved this child. But I do think that Alice's biggest, um, but what I guess we'll talk about that in the other part because that really kind of goes there more than with the character of Alice herself because now she we end the series with her believing that her child probably killed her other child and now she has to live with that and she will take it to her grave because her husband the person she did at one point love badgered and convinced her that her son was guilty let's talk about jim because jim killed carrie quite frankly i would have just killed him and then said temporary insanity (laughs) if i was simon let's just get rid of this situation we're gonna save face we're just gonna kill this guy uh that's not the right situation but i do know i i've been watching i told you guys i've been watching true crime and there's this um there's quite a few situations where it's domestic abuse it's like a control freak and they think the wife and the kids are property and they like he kills the whole family if i was thinking or you were making threats i've seen way too many of these of the man and they're like i'm gonna kill you i that's a threat to my life if the police are like there's nothing we can do about it because that that will happen and that's exactly what happened to this woman she had a protection order 
then the then the state was like oh he should have access to his kids never mind that he's the way that he is and he ends up killing them (laughs) and 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 see to me in those situations when it comes to i genuinely think this man will hurt me or my children i'm taking him the fuck out if i gotta go to jail i gotta go to jail I think I I can live with that. I can live with that. Quite frankly, I can live with that. That <laughs> uh, means my children are safe. I'm killing you before you can. And you can say, oh, no, no, no. The person who knows best is the person that has to live in that house with them. And unfortunately, it takes time to show up to a crime scene. The crime's already committed by the time you dialed 911. So, shh. Back to the show, though. <laughs> Jim, it turns out when Kiri and Nate were separated, Kiri was trying to go home to pack a bag so that she can leave and go with her adoptive father. Now, I have problems with this, but we'll talk about Nate later. Um... Jim decides that, well, he tries to stop her, thinks that she's ungrateful, and he ends up strangling her with the scarf, which is is really a horrific crime in itself, but they really were, like, it was the worst thing you had, like, it was Black Dahlia or some, on some type of level murder, but, um that's what happened he's like oh she was just gonna leave she's gonna mess everything up this was the only thing that was keeping the family together or at least the wife staying in the relationship was kiri and so he confesses this all to simon when he gets him to after saying i'm gonna go to the press or i'm gonna go to mom and he just walks away and that was that was it <laughs> I was a little surprised that it was Jim, I will say, because they were leaning pretty heavily on Simon. So that was a good, you know, hiding in plain sight, because then when you go back to the first episode and he's crying and it feels like the mom is cold because she's not crying at all and barely consoling him. But she's like, fuck you and your man tears. (laughs) I truly lost something. <laughs> You're superficially upset. Yeah, it all makes sense. It all makes sense how he just tried to get everyone to move on. And, you know, we're still a family. Come sit at breakfast with us. Size like, let me drink my my orange juice and gulp it down. I just I can't stand. Oh, I really didn't like Simon. <laughs> but that's that's the big secret. Jim's the one that killed her. Hopefully, Simon does do the right thing and doesn't let an innocent man sit in jail for a crime he didn't commit, it being a black man, it also being the man's daughter. Um, Let's go to Nate, Toby, and Mercer. The black side of the equation, basically. I don't have as much to say about this other than I think that Toby personally got caught up. Well, one, he believes his son. And that's fair. Nate's telling the truth. 
even though Nate doesn't make it any easier for himself, and that's my problem, I don't understand this shit sometimes. Especially if you legitimately made yourself an own criminal record. What do you want? Handouts? Y'all don't act like that shit should be earned. Y'all act like y'all fall out of jail, get get clean for 45 days, and people are supposed to be like treating you differently. No. <laughs> he kept fighting people. He attacked Mercer. And then because I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Now everyone's outside rooting for me. Um, I have a platform to try to prove that I'm better, but you're actually not. Because in my mind, you stole this child from the fucking home where she was supposed to be at. You knew you were not supposed to be there. They weren't even comfortable with you being there. Then you, after you take this child, you... Put in this young, impressionable, doesn't really know what her own racial identity is because she's told she looks like Audrey Hepburn instead of Erica Badu so she can have some understanding. And I also read this other story about the Hodels. Holy shit. Y'all should watch. Y'all should, y'all should look that up. But it was actually the opposite situation where a young white girl was adapted, adopted by a black family and she grew up feeling like trying to tan in the sun anything to assimilate so it doesn't matter where you're at that predominant racial uh culture is always going to plague the other because of the of the simple fact that they're different that they don't fit in because they are not uh prevalent so in my mind this Carrie's very impressionable she just wants to you know she didn't even really want to be alone with her father then she's alone with her father and then he gets in her head and then she's coming home saying that I'm gonna go live with him an impossibility even if she wanted to right (laughs) Toby wasn't going to adopt her had no want or need to adopt her bypassed adopting her mind you and that's where I think some of the it's flipped on its head a little bit because then you have the black side of the family that could have because everyone's talking about how uh, the new thing is well you know maybe white families shouldn't be with uh, or black children shouldn't be with white families never mind what made this or intersegregation fostering viable in the first place there were not enough black and brown kids being adopted by black and brown families so only answers now like the one lady was saying this is going to fuck that up now because now it's gone completely political and in our racial our, our sensitive and very polarizing racial uh divide right now i would say all over many countries but particularly in, in america um it creates a flat platform for whatever the agenda is that's being pushed and toby very much gets caught caught up in the preacher and the lawyer he keeps saying i just want my son to be free but he's now his entire family is being exploited in a way and being lifted up in a way that they don't necessarily deserve because he came out saying the police, you know, were harmful to his son and they were wrong. And never mind, there's a black police officer, DCI Mercer, assigned to his case and handling. Actually, not only, 
as DCI Mercer assigned, but Alice makes a point of shut up, white man. She can speak for herself. That's when they were talking about doing the reenactment. And he was talking to her like, okay, I don't need all these big words. And also she's handling it, has been handling it. I don't need you here. <laughs> Even when she got upset at DCI Mercer for the, the questions, Mercer always understood. I thought she was a good character. And then she kind of got also caught up in knowing that there was, uh, she kept getting, and she even said it, like, you keep pushing me down to your level. You keep making this about race. You keep making this about where I'm from. You're pulling me racially to your side just because I'm supposed to be. Whereas, no, I'm objectively looking at the facts. And I think at the end, that's exactly where she ended up at. But I think she, um, she struggled a little bit going back and forth after realizing that there might be a cover-up that oh now Toby could have possibly been wrong about you know it just a lot of it just got caught up in as I said the agenda the the divide the you know everyone has their own purpose for utilizing this child's death and I thought it was a great moment where Kiri comes out or Alice comes out and I don't want to give her all the credit in the world because she lied for her son. Uh, <laughs> even though I, it's an understandable thing to do. Uh, I don't know if I can lie for my son if he killed my daughter. I I would like to say I wouldn't. I would like to say I wouldn't. But I also don't know. And you never know until it happens. Um, Or even that she might be lying for him because she feels bad she feels guilty she feels like she's failed him as a mother uh that she could have been better that maybe i could have gotten him help or i knew something was wrong and i didn't you know because that shit in the bathroom still still haunts me <laughs> but that pretty much is are my overall feelings on the series i think that oh yeah it was what i was saying about remember her she was giving out carrie's photo saying remember her this is the person that that died, whose life was lost. And we are all getting caught up in everything else and not that. We're not mourning her. We're using her and what happened in the foster system and interracial or intersegregation fostering. All of that is more important and more attractive the entertainment factor of it all than anything else and she was part of that until it turned on her and now and now it looks like the uh the story is with um the story is on the other side where now that they they could possibly become the villains i do like the 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 premise I do like the story I think the acting was really good all the way throughout so I I thought this was a successful series I've given my scores down below for each episode I believe I gave an 
8.6 for episode three and an eight for episode four. We will be having a few shows be added this this roster when I come back from vacation from London. There are two shows that are coming out on. I cannot for the life of me. Let me go to let me see if I can look into my photos because I, I saved the photos, but I cannot think of the names of the shows at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. When we're doing Bleach, I still have the Barry finale, season four finale coming out. We're doing Cannon Busters. Uh, and it looks like the crowded room and then Silo and the bear will be premiering later on this month. So if you want to send feedback for any of those shows and Rick and Morty, blackercouch at gmail.com. Social media will be there below. Like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Correct. Hustling, 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 hustling.